and welcome in to the Hit Stick Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host for the evening. That is Chris, not the quarterback Sims. Joined with me, as always, it's the soulless canine himself, Mr. Rydog. What the fuck is up, Denny's? We got Michael Seta hanging out. He's got what looks to be Kenny Lofton hanging above his head. How's it going? Yeah, yeah, I do. A lot, a lot of paintings up here. Real, real autistic uh, household I'm in. But uh, yeah, I'm doing good. Could be, could be better. The yeah. uh, last weekend of football was pretty rough. You guys said you guys were enjoying yourself, but You're yeah, I don't Cincinnati. know. Yeah, let's let's hope we're on to Cincinnati, something like that. Yeah, that's honestly good for all of us right now. Um, now, in terms of fandom, I had a great weekend because at this moment in time, I have officially given up and lost all hope in the Pittsburgh Steelers. I no longer have to have any emotional attachment whatsoever tied to these games moving forward. And, yeah, my fantasy teams are doing great. So, I love it here. How's it feel to get your ass whipped by the Houston Texans? Oh, God. I mean... It's so many things across the board. I mean, how do you only put up six points and not fire the offensive coordinator? How I just don't understand how they keep rolling this out. But in other news, CJ Stroud looks pretty legit. And as an OSU fan, you love to see that. So I was like, that was actually, I mean, it wasn't fun because it was against my team, but it is just kind of cool seeing a player that you watched through college that you enjoyed coming into the NFL and just doing great, especially given the stink that's on OSU quarterbacks. Oh, it's been it's been actually nice. Like I'm a big Stroud guy. You know, I'm a Stroud boy. He's he's been very solid. OSU OSU quarterbacks have not been good in the pros. Justin Fields, very iffy, like probably not the guy there in Chicago. Dwayne Haskins, RIP, never got to actually show out and be like the pocket passing quarterback that he should have been. Stroud looks amazing. Like that dude is throwing for 300 yards a game. He's putting up Cam Newton numbers. He might set the record this year for rookie passing, and he's probably the odds-on favorite for rookie of the year. So I love everything that Stroud is doing, and I love all of his weapons. Yeah. Um, a rough week for both of our teams. Uh, you guys at least have a valid excuse. You guys kind of saw that your uh, second-string quarterback, not really, um, not, not the preseason darling you hoped for. Especially not in game one against the Baltimore Ravens. That's not how you want to start your career off. Uh, no Watson, Cleveland taking an L. Uh, what was your guys' thought process on that game? I mean, you got to just kind of shrug it off, right? You got to shrug it off. We fucked up giving away Dobbs. Yeah, he looks Yeah, it, it, it just kind of sucked. I mean, like I said, it, it wasn't an enjoyable week of football. And I think, too, it was a weird fantasy week. Like, I don't know about you guys. Like, my good teams, like, I took an L in my one undefeated team. And then, like, my bad teams all got wins so like i'm kind of evened out now like i'm like three and one two and two kind of teams a lot where there i don't have a lot of like like it seems like it was a weird week overall for scoring wise it was like an odd bounce back week for guys who had been tremendously underperforming all season you know your derrick henry's your aj brown's your jalen hurts like stuff like that and then all the guys who've been consistent outside of like a christian mccaffrey put up dud weeks and you don't you're already playing a game of guess who to start. So you're starting the guys who've been performing and they just did not perform last week. Yeah. I, um, I'm currently 19 and five on the year in my main leagues that I pay a lot of attention to. So pretty happy about that. Like I, I had a pretty good week in terms of fantasy. I had, I had multiple 200 point games, but I also rocked the Josh Allen dig stack in a few of those leagues. And, um, a uh, friend of the show, I told him I'd give him a shout-out. Shout-out to Adam, who had that same stack against me in our Superflex League. He um, he handed me one of those five losses as he smacked me. I was the third-highest scorer in the league and still took a loss, and it wasn't it wasn't close. So if you went up against that Josh Allen dig stack this weekend, he had Derrick Henry, too. So uh, so those are some studs that you're used to seeing perform. But, yeah, um, it. It was kind of weird. I think it's going to be kind of weird. One of the things that I thought about, like, I was thinking, like, as I was watching football this weekend, is, like, a reminder for myself next offseason. Things just don't ever go the way you plan they're going to go. Like, all the work you put in in the offseason to trying to, like, project and, like, figure things out, there's always going to be a large portion of that that is just not going to happen at all the way you thought it was going to happen. So, and we're going to be diving into some of that here later on um, in this episode as we break down some good trade targets 
Uh, if you want to follow the show and help us out, we are a Hitstick Dynasty or Hitstick Fantasy on X, formerly known as Twitter. Uh, you can go there. You can ask us some start sit questions. You can talk to me personally at Hitstick Chris. What about you guys? I'm at Ryan Long FF. I'm at Michael underscore Seta. And if you would like to help out this show, it would be greatly appreciated if you could mosey on over to your Apple Podcast app and give us one of those five star reviews. They're very helpful to us. They uh, help us keep our podcast at the top of the rankings, at the top for other people to find it and help us keep doing the things that we're doing. And if you're on Spotify, please just go ahead. You can still give us that five stars and just give us a like and a follow. These are things that we very much appreciate and are very helpful. So I do want to give one quick shout out. Uh, my buddy, Pat, uh, new listener, big fan, Ronald Two Legs over there on Twitter. Uh, he asked us a start sick question this week. I gave him the correct answer of Brandon Ayuk over Jerome Ford. And he, I believe he won his game because of that. So nice. we're giving out honest money advice here. Yeah, definitely. Ayuk moving forward, I think is like a top 10 wide receiver. So keep, keep that, keep that man in your lineups going forward for sure. I know he's about to be in one of mine because I just traded for him. So today's topic is going to be a little buy or sell. We're going to be breaking down. We're four weeks in the books now. We got a pretty good landscape of what's going on in this league. We kind of know who's overperforming, or at least we think we know who's overperforming, and we know we know who's underperforming. So we're going to talk about some guys that we think you should be buying. We're going to talk about some guys that you think you should be selling and kind of just gauging the interest here all across the board. With that, before we do that, though, just a little bit of news to dive into here. Um, keep an eye out here for some guys that might be returning to your lineup. Jonathan Taylor's practice window has been opened, so... That should be, he has 21 days now to practice. Reports still say that he doesn't want to play for the Colts and the Colts don't want to sign him long-term. So a trade could be in the discussions here. Uh, Something to just kind of keep your eye on. Cooper Cup, probable to return as early as potentially this week. I, for one, think he will be back in the lineup there sooner rather than later. So uh, be prepared to hopefully get Cup back in your lineups. I'm sure a lot of owners are very excited to have that. We are also expecting the return of Saquon Barkley this week. So... Keep your eyes open there. Um, now on to the kind of, you know, the stuff, the guys that you're, you're going to be losing. And that's, uh, we'll start off with uh, Kenny Pickett dealing with the knee injury. I can't imagine that you're starting him in your leagues anyway. So, because he's been pretty god awful. Uh, does affect the other, some of the options did, there. Did you say the studs that you're losing was, the, the, we didn't need to preface that with Kenny Pickett. I mean, well, the, there, there's a few on here. So, um, I, I just said he's probably not in your lineup. So no, nah, I just had to. I had to let. I couldn't let that slide like without any kind of yeah, remarks. Well, you know. Yeah. Uh, but so like, do does this? I mean, does this do anything for your George Pickens like shares or anything like that? Does that you have any like outcome on that? I don't There's nobody on the Steelers I want right now. If Pat Frymuth's banged up, which I believe he is, correct? He's the next name on the list. Yeah, there Damn is not a single injury. piece of that offense that I want in my starting lineup at all at this um, moment. I do I, think that Jalen Warren's worth an ad with the amount of targets he's been getting. Yeah, I think I think for Pickens, though, I mean, regardless who's at the quarterback, you, you picked him up not being your starter. And coming into it now, like, there's a lot more injuries that are happening, and this is the first week of buys. Like, you may be forced, and George Pickens isn't, like, the most terrible option, I think, to throw in while you're facing those bye weeks and injuries. So that's the one guy, and I don't hate the Warren guy. I don't know how safe I would feel yet, but I think for, you know, down the line, it's going to be a good good play for sure for Pittsburgh. How do you feel about Najee in this offense? Are you still putting him in your starting lineups? This is a third-round invested running back. Um, is it time to put him to the bench, or you keep riding him out? Yeah, I mean, it all depends on who else you got. Like, I feel like if you picked up off the waiver wire, like a like a Gus Edwards, like man, probably not, because you're you're looking at a lot of similar, you know, production probably than than Najee, or at least opportunity wise, you know. But if you snagged a Kyron Williams or something like that, of course, you know, I'm throwing him over uh, Najee, no matter the draft capital. So I guess it all depends on who you got to, behind it. But I'll probably ride with Najee maybe another week or two just to see, you know, if we can get a couple of big games from him. Najee Harris or Damian Pierce moving forward? Damian Pierce. Yeah, I think I like Pierce. I think the offense looks a little bit more functional at the moment. I'd still take Najee just because that offense does look functional and Damian Pierce is still not putting up numbers. So um, Alexander Madison or Najee Harris moving forward. Alexander Madison has Cam Akers now potentially pushing for a role. He had a pretty decent game, but 
uh, there's kind of some writing on the walls there. That's a tough one. I'll lean Najee slightly, but I think they're both kind of in the same boat where there is somebody like breathing down their neck to be on the field a lot more than they should be. So that's about as even as it gets for me. One last one, Brees Hall or Najee Harris, rest of the season? Brees Hall. I agree. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go Brees Hall for sure on that one. Yeah. Uh, Pat Fryermuth dealing with a hamstring injury, expected to be sidelined. Pittsburgh has their bye next week. Hopefully it's only a two-week thing. We got T. Higgins here uh, dealing with some rib injuries. Might still be on the field this week. A lot of problems in Cincinnati all across the board. Um, do, is Tyler Boyd worth a speculative ad here, or do you just kind of want nothing to do with this offense that isn't Joe Mixon and Jamar Chase? If there is no T. Higgins on the field, I'm okay with a Tyler Boyd. He's always kind of shown up in those spots. He's been like a solid wide receiver three throughout his career. So, yeah, if, if Higgins is out, I'm okay with Boyd. If Higgins is trying to play and he is on the field with that injury, then no, I don't want any piece outside of a Jamar Chase. And let it also be known that T. Higgins is notorious for being one of those decoy receivers that says they're trying to play and ends up giving you a zero in your lineup. Just I'm just saying this happened multiple times last season, so if you're a T. Higgins owner, I might just be looking to put him on the bench no matter what for this week, if that's possible. So, because whatever you find on the waiver wire is better than zero. Even if you, I mean, obviously if he says he's out, he's out. But like, if he says he's going to play, I don't know. You got burned on that twice last year. So, um, as, as bad as it sucks for all of like the Cincy players, like not playing well fantasy wise, doesn't it still just kind of feel good how bad they're playing? Oh, it's amazing. I love it feels it. so good. Just, it could be worse, you know, could yeah, be worse for both of us, honestly. So. Yeah, so, but anyway, I saw, sorry, I got sidetracked. Uh, Justin Herbert has a fracture in his non-throwing hand. He's a very tough quarterback. He's expected to play through it. They're also on bye this week, so not much to worry about there. You shouldn't miss any time with him. Just something to monitor. Here's the bad one. Mike Evans dealing with a hamstring injury. You never want to see your wideouts dealing with those hammies. Um, you know, that's, I mean, it's, it doesn't seem to be a long-term injury, and the Bucks are also on bye. So that kind of worked yeah, that's out the well. Nice part. Um, I what do you guys think here? Honestly, I feel like the best case scenario is they shut him down for like two weeks after the buy. Like you know, it it's Mike Evans. You know what you're, and are those two weeks in the middle of the season gonna matter, or is it gonna matter more down the line? And the, I, you just get so nervous over the hamstring. Those are the lingering issues, especially the older you get. You know, who knows the faster you could recover. So hopefully it's not a big deal at all. But, yeah, I'm going to definitely be worried. And I think, you know, Godwin's going to shoot up with opportunities if he's out for any extended period. Yeah, I would agree with that. I agree with everything you said. As a fantasy owner, I'd, I'd like to see him get shut down for a few weeks now. Unfortunately, I don't think that's what's going to happen. So given that this I is the, keep winning games. Yeah, well, given that this is the trade episode here, after this bye week, when – Evans is coming back, and this news is kind of out of everyone's head. And if he's starting next week, would you try to get out for Mike Evans? Try and trade high and see if you can turn him into something, you know, nice? I think if I could uh, trade for, like, like right around the same value where they're at right now, but, like, a higher potential, I would. Like, you know, Mike Evans is definitely overperforming this year, so you can definitely capitalize on that. And I, I guess I'm just worried about – the longevity of it throughout the season. So, yeah, I would try to get out. Yeah, fair. Uh, Javante Williams dealing with a hip flexor. That is the uh, last little bit of the news here. And uh, with that, we can go ahead and move forward into our first segment of the day. All right, we're talking a little bit of buy or sell. This is the trade episode. This is when you are time to make some moves. You now kind of know what you have on your team. Maybe it's time to assess. Maybe it's time to boost that starting lineup. If you're 4-0 and you're sitting pretty, time to go try and see if you can add some studs. Maybe you're sitting 0-4 and you're like, I need a little bit of depth. Maybe you were the Nick Chubb owner. We're here to help you out from all angles, all perspectives. As always, like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, get at us on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it. 
We are very much invested in the trade conversations. We will give you plenty of advice that is catered to the exact situation that you're dealing with on there. So uh, before we dive into the players that we are personally picked to buy or sell, I want to ask you guys just a general quick question. Do you have any kind of just general trade advice for our listeners on how to go about just making a trade in your league with one of your league mates? What's a good way to approach or some advice as to how to be more successful in general in trades? Uh, my biggest advice is, would be don't panic sell and don't panic buy. Don't go and make moves just because you are in a super desperate situation. Like be smart with your trades. Like it's going to be even, it's going to have to be even. Like if you need a wide receiver and you're going to do a wide receiver running back trade, don't get a wide receiver. Don't give away a wide receiver one for a back end, maybe RB two, just because you're hurting at that position desperately. Can I add on to that? Yeah. So one of the things that I like to do to kind of help you not get into that scenario is you want to very similar to how people will say you need to have tier based rankings when you draft. You want to have kind of tier-based ideas for trades. And the way I say that is like, when you're trying to buy a wideout, don't just target Devontae Adams. Pick five or six wide receivers that you view as the same tier as Devontae Adams. And then that way you're not pigeonholed into just talking to one manager. You can kind of shop around because a lot of times you get yourself in the mindset and you can risk overpaying when you're just kind of stuck. Because it's like, you know, I've kind of already made up my mind that I want to make this move and I want this kind of a caliber of player, you kind of, you can pigeonhole yourself sometimes. That's the way I just, I use, because I agree with everything you, just, you said, Ryan. So I like doing that to stop myself from making that mistake. Yeah, for me, my biggest, uh, biggest advice for trading is, you know, find, be, be the shark in the water and find the teams at the back end that are 0-4, 1-3, you know, especially if it's in like a strict redraft league, like, these people aren't going to be caring that much anymore. Strike first while the iron's hot because eventually someone's going to make a move for those guys' players. And you may have a lot of stubborn, you know, owners, but it's still worth a chance to, you know, reach out to those bottom two, three teams and, you know, try to do maybe a two for one because you capitalized and got some good depth and you want to take one of the starters from him. And I think that's one of, you know, the way I like to operate, especially if you have, you know, picks available or there's keepers available too. you know, Hey, if you're four and oh, three and one, and you got a team, maybe trade some of those future assets for next year. It's, it's all about getting that win when it matters. And that's this season. So yeah. if you're in a position, make a run, let's do it. We're all trying to win this year. Uh, another piece of advice I give is don't let somebody trade you their bench stash and their waiver wire pickups for the studs on your team. That's rule. Number one. Don't, don't let yeah. that happen. I, I would say before you make a trade, just go and just take a look at the transactions because like, you know, regardless if it's a good piece and it's a good player that's in the trade, just know the value of that player. Oh, see, because I don't. he just got picked up off the waivers, you know, just always think about that. I don't agree with that at all. And I'm, not, I'm not even saying that because I capitalize on that. I'm, I say it regularly. The way a player joined my team has zero correlation with what their value is. If somebody picks up, a stud, I'm going to trade for that player. I don't care that they picked him up off the waiver wire. I could give two shits about that. I want that player's value right now on my team. So um, I got lost there because there was a, oh yeah. yeah I, I mean, I guess like the thing is like, I'm not talking about if you pick up like a Kyron Williams or a Puka Nakua and you want to trade them away. Like that's a different story than picking up a guy and then a day or two later, trading him away i, like I think that's a little bit of a different story you know because like you you're talking about like yeah my guy's a stud he was on my team he's but you know some of the times it's the quick transactions that's like if he was that good he would have been on someone's team i rostered tank dell for weeks before this trade happened today so who said we were talking about tank dell oh, then who i i got brian robinson through a trade we're speaking in generalizations. We didn't bring up any players. There was a lot of shit. Why are you? Why way. are you getting all defensive? Because I because I saw the look that both you two were giving directly at me, even as Seto was pointing at me. I I can't. I was pointing at my monitor or yeah, at my sure, screen. Sure. So yeah, he was giving the like. You're yeah, right, Ryan. I was sure. like, like a, yeah, yeah. I, I do yeah. think it's ironically funny that Ryan's advice was to don't panic sell and said his advice was to find the guy that's panic selling and capitalize so 
pretty ironic. Yeah, I mean, it's true. no, no, it's like, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's it's fair it's, advice. And I think they fit they fit equally. Like if you find that guy, like you're not gonna get you know a lot of people that are just gonna kind of give it away. But you know, and and don't don't make it so lopsided that people are complaining. Like I'm talking, you know, let's say you you happen to stumble upon a Keenan Allen and a Brandon Ayuk, right? And your your team's loaded at this point. So let's trade away maybe one of your starters and a bench piece for maybe a higher end starter on one of those guys' teams because that way you know, they have a little bit more depth too. So it, it kind of evens itself out and maybe you get a little higher upside. Yeah, Don't be afraid to ask advice if you're about to make a trade either. I, the one thing I'll say about that is ask advice for people that are not in that league. Because the one thing that a lot of people do that I think is a mistake is they go to people that are in that league. That person in that league is competing against you. They do not want to see your team get better. They just want to make sure that nobody in this trade is getting better than they are. So if you're trading with a person that's on the same level as they are and it makes that person's team, it gives that person's team like what they're missing and allows them to go toe-to-toe with that team, it does not matter if it's making your team better or not. That person's not going to tell you to do that trade. So that's consult with people outside of your leagues yeah. or hit us up on Twitter. Exactly. Use your resources. Yes, there are plenty available to you. Um, you know, best, best case scenario, you don't make that trade because they told you not to. Worst case scenario is they snipe you for that player you wanted because they're like, ooh, he's only offering this and this guy wants to do it. Let me one-up him a little bit. That's happened plenty. Of th- I, didn't, I didn't even go down that angle. That is another reason to not. So 100% agreed with that. Um, I'll close out this uh, advice segment here. I'll just basically, um, one thing I'll say, look at the team's roster before initiating your deal and try to identify what you think that team could actually benefit from gaining. Don't just go to another manager and say, Hey, I want David Montgomery. Go to that manager with an offer because that's going to actually put something on the table. It's going to spark up a discussion where you can actually try to get a deal done. Nine times out of 10, when you just message somebody and say, Hey, I want Calvin Ridley. They're not, they're not, I mean, they're not going to create the offer for you if you're going to them. So and you try to use what they need to get the players that you need. So it's just, it's smart. Um, anyway, we all got some players that we are currently buying, and we're going to start right there. Which one of you two wants to give the guy that you're actively looking to buy right now? I'll go first. Go for it. All right. So my guy, you wouldn't think that this would be a buy candidate, honestly. So in full PPR, starting off 4.9, 6 points, 16. 1.9. Not a great start. However, he's still 13th overall in his position ranks, and that's Mr. George Kittle. And I like this guy because if you don't have Kelsey and you don't have Andrews, you're probably just shit out of luck at the tight end position unless you hit on, you know, picking up a Matt Laporta. And I think with the 49ers we've seen, they're a good team. There's going to be a lot of scoring opportunities. And the good news is he's on the field all the time. So I think throughout the season, you're going to see some up and down games out of Kittle, but he can break off for a good 20 pointer, you know, hopefully when it matters. So I think he's a little bit cheaper than he would have been, you know, come draft time. And if you're missing that tight end spot, this could help you make that run later on in the season. I love me some Kittle. I don't hate it. Ryan, who are you buying? Uh, I'm trying to buy Jalen Waddle wherever I can get him. He is somebody who's been, he's having a down year to start the year. He missed that week with the concussion. The targets have not exactly been there. He's only got, looking at this, 16 targets on the year. Puka Nakua has topped that in one game alone. It's it's a down year at the moment for Jalen Waddle, but we love to see what that Dolphins offense is doing. They are humming. A lot of it in the running game, a lot of it with Tyreek Hill. But, I mean, Tua is probably the front runner right now for MVP. They, they're going to get it going when they aren't playing the tough, tough defense of like a Buffalo Bills. I, I think Jalen Waddle right now is about to explode. So if I can get him at the dirt at the cheapest price tag he'll be all year, I am trying to buy that immediately. Yeah, I can't knock that one bit. And um I'm trying to buy myself some Calvin Ridley. Um I know it's not encouraging. Last week he saw two targets. Thankfully one of those targets was a touchdown. Um the target share is kind of dipped from week to week. Christian Kirk seems to be pretty involved. But this is still just a player that I believe in the talent of. I think that Jacksonville is going to eventually get it together. I still have not lost faith in Trevor Lawrence moving forward, although I will fully admit 
he is going to the bench for Anthony Richardson in one of our leagues. But I, I just, I have faith still, and this is still a very talented football player in my opinion. We saw him week one be what we were used to seeing. I know it's still there. I think they're just putting it together. So if I can get Calvin Ridley for a good affordable price tag right now, I'm all for it because the upside there is top ten wide receiver. So um, yeah, that that's one of the players that I'm still very much in on. All right, and uh, so we'll go ahead and move forward here to the players that we are trying to sell. And I said, why don't you keep things moving? Who's your sell? All right, so this one is probably going to be a little bit controversial, so I'll expect a little bit of fight back. But you know, hear me out a little bit. I'm going to go with the running, the starting running back for Miami Dolphins, Raheem Mostert, and it's strictly on the fact that there are so many talented people on that team, and they are playing historically great and historically amount like high amount of points amount of plays like all of that stuff and he has always struggled to stay on the field for a full season you got jeff wilson coming back and i just think there's a ton of mouths to feed and this is a guy you could sell for top end here because like i'm not saying just get rid of this guy like i'm comfortable keeping him for as long as he's you know balling out but if you could flip him for you know a top you know two round talent you know, I'm trying to do that for sure. Yeah, if you're not getting top 10 value for the guy who's the RB2 right now, you're you're selling really low. You shouldn't do that. I think that I, I'm all for this sell because I, I, I think the starting running back is actually uh, Devon Achan, who is a rookie working his way into the fold here. And um, I think by year end, that's the guy that's going to be – he's already outproducing him. He outproduced him this week. So – I think this is definitely the time to get out on Mostert. I agree with, uh, I especially agree with the health thing. I remember in a dynasty league, I had uh, Steve coming at me trying to sell me Mostert. I'm just like, I'm just not sold that this guy's going to continue to do it. If you could go out and find a way to acquire like Kyron Williams with that, or like if you could find a way to buy, I mean, I would even be willing to take like David Montgomery at this point. Um, just because I do think a cliff is coming for Moster in terms of what his value is going to be. So I 100% agree with this one. I like it. Yeah. Ryan, who's your sell? Uh, my sell kind of hurts to say this, but it's uh, it's Mr. Jerome Ford. Going on a bye week this week, so selling him is not going to be easy at this moment, but the workload has been dipping less and less as weeks have gone on. Kareem Hunt is getting a little bit more involved. That offense is not humming around or running back the way they have been all season long when Nick Chubb was there. He looked solid in the opportunities he's been out there. He's the RB15 right now on the year, but looking at his carry opportunities, it's gone from 15, 16 to 10 to 9. The targets have gone up a little bit, but Kareem Hunt is getting more and more involved in the game. There's a bye week now. That's more time to Kareem Hunt to get you know back into a little bit of shape, get more familiar with the offense as it is this year. I don't think Jerome Ford is an RB1 going forward throughout the season. I think it's more of a split than fantasy managers are going to want. So I don't know if either of them are guys I want to own, but with the way the running back landscape is this year, if I can get out from Jerome Ford for any other type of usable running back, I would trade him for probably any of the other top 24 running backs there are in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, I think that your chance to sell him might have been last week just because of the bye week. It's kind of hard to get rid of a player going in on bye. Right. But um, I, I don't disagree with I don't disagree with your logic behind it. I think that... He, he is a good – I sold him. So, I mean, in all the leagues that I had him in. Um, I'm not as worried about Kareem Hunt as you are, but I just overall in general – I mean, nobody is – nobody's going to be what Nick Chubb was to this offense. So, Yeah, it's definitely more of the situation for sure. I, I definitely agree with Ryan on this one. Yeah, Neither of them are great to own at the moment. Yeah, and I'm selling DJ Moore coming off of the breakout game that he just had where he went bananas – um, I'm not bought in on this offense just yet. I still think that the Bears have a lot of kinks to work out. So if you could take Nico, or not Nico, if you could take DJ Moore and, you know, you could go find a way to turn him into like Brandon Ayuk, I would happily do that. If you could turn him into, I mean, CD Lamb is below him right now in terms of half PPR uh, overall finishes here. So same with Debo Samuel. I would take any of the San Francisco wideouts. Um, I just think it's a good time to capitalize on DJ Moore. I'm not personally... A, like I, I've just never been in on this player, and I just don't trust this offensive scheme moving forward. So, and I like how you slipped up on the name there because that asks you know a more familiar. Would you rather rest the season? Would you rather have DJ Moore and Nico Collins? Nico Collins. 
comfortably without like not even a thought to me. I'm not a DJ Moore guy. I'm a huge Nico Collins guy, so I'll agree with you. Yeah, I traded him away for a second in off season, regretting that one. I bought him everywhere this year. You didn't buy him there. Because I sold him to a guy named Allen. But, uh, yeah. All right, cool. So, now we're going to break things down. I have a list of players that we're going to talk about at mall, across all the positions, and it's going to be plain and simple. You know, are you buying this player or are you selling this player? Um, let's kick things off with Jameer Gibbs, running back for the Detroit Lions. We had very, very high hopes for him coming into the year. 12th overall pick. And he is currently sitting as the RB28 on the season while his teammate, uh, David Montgomery, is a top 10 running back. You do like some of the usage sometimes when they decide to throw him the ball. The targets are pretty um, pretty up and down. You got weeks where he gets two targets and you got weeks where he has nine. You have weeks where he has five. What are we doing right now, Jameer Gibbs? Are we buying him? Are we selling him? Like if you have him, are you willing to get rid of him? Talk to me. Especially you, Ryan. This was one of your hits of the year. I'm de- I'm definitely buying for sure. I think this is the perfect prototype to buy. I'm gonna I'm gonna just jump right in. Sorry, sorry, Ryan. I know it's your guy, but I think this is the perfect guy to buy. You you buy the rookies, the second year guys who, you know, you've seen potential, but you haven't seen the breakout production yet. And those are the perfect guys that you can get at a good value to add on your team to make a good run. So I think we're gonna probably highlight a ton of these kind of archetypes where they're younger, talented maybe not produced yet, but yes, this is a perfect example. And honestly, probably one of my favorite buys that we're going to talk about. I agree with everything said. I just said his efficiency has been off the charts. He's been awesome with the opportunities given the just opportunity has not been there. David Montgomery. He had a nice three touchdown game last week that really jumped him up into the top 10 of running backs, but he's a little bit banged up already as it is. I think as long as they keep winning games, that's what's kind of hurting Jameer Gibbs value is the fact that they're winning games without having to use him. They get Jameson Williams back this week, you know, off of that early suspension lift. Thank you, NFL, for allowing uh, people to bet games that aren't NFL inside your stadiums. But (laughs) I think Jameer Gibbs, he's looked so good when given the ball. If they start to lose games or go down in games, the smart thing would be to do, put Jameer Gibbs out there. So I think this is definitely the best time to buy. Yeah, I mean, I he was going to be my buy, but then I decided at the last minute to move him into this segment and go to Calvin Ridley because I wanted to gauge your guys' interest on this as well. But I, I 100% agree. I'm very in on Jameer Gibbs. I'm absolutely still actively trying to buy him. Uh, might not be willing to pay up the way I was a few weeks ago. Like a few weeks ago, I was willing to spend up on him. I might be a little bit more dialed back on that now. But um, I the potential and the upside is absolutely still there. Uh, moving forward to a wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals that's currently dealing with an injury. That's T. Higgins. This is a guy that we really much liked a lot coming into the year. And um, everything for Cincinnati right now has just been a complete dumpster fire. Joey B. dealing with a calf injury. Not what you like to see. Um, what are we doing right now with T. Higgins? Are you guys buying or selling? Seta, this one, I'm throwing to you first because you are the T. Higgins guy. Yeah, I got T. Higgins in a couple leagues, and I think I'm just going to kind of stay put. Like, if I'm selling, I'm selling at, honestly, like one of his lowest points. He he just really hasn't produced. He's had a decent amount of targets, but it just it hasn't really been there. So I think I'm going to try to stay put. And, you know, there's something off in Cincinnati, so that saves me off from wanting to buy at all. But I, just, I don't think you're going to get what, you know, a T. Higgins potential is if Joe Burrow does eventually turn it around. You know, I don't I don't think you're going to be able to get that on the trade market. Yeah, he's one of those players for this year where you are kind of stuck holding the bag. You took him in the top four rounds because of what he's been able to do throughout his career. But he's had a case of the drops. He's got a case of the injuries. Joe Burrow has been dog shit this year. And Jamar Chase still has to get his first. Like this offense has to start to hum. And T Higgins is going to have to take a couple of weeks to really step up to be what T Higgins should be. So if you can sell him, for anything like that's a top 30 wide receiver, I think I would do that. Yeah, I mean it just depends. Um, I mean, let's let's uh let's go over some names. What if you could sell them for Calvin Ridley? My buy. Calvin Ridley. Let's go down the list here. Uh T. Higgins or Tank Dell moving forward rest of the year. Uh, I mean, that one's kind of De- tough. Are you serious? Come on. 
it feels too disrespectful to give it like an honest answer on that. Yeah, no, it's definitely a T for sure. Um, I agree with that. T Higgins or Michael Pittman? Pittman's in pretty Pitty. good. Pitty. See, I, I'm still going like I'm still gonna go T Higgins there. I just think there's more upside. I think they're I think Higgins or uh Pittman's playing solid and so is Richardson for his production wise, but I still I think there's way more upside with T Higgins if Joe Burrow gets it going. Fair. All right, moving forward here to our next player on the list. Let's talk some quarterbacks here, and let's talk C.J. Stroud. He's been uh, looking pretty damn good, um, looking like a, a somebody you can just start on a week-to-week basis here. Also, could be a mirage, though. This is Houston. I mean, what are we doing with C.J. Stroud? Are you willing to go out and buy him? Well, let me throw out a scenario here. First of all, would you buy C.J. Stroud right now, or with the quarterback landscape, would you kind of just not really worth going out and paying an asset to get? I'm not. I'm definitely not willing to buy C.J. Stroud right now. I mean, I wouldn't go that far. I'd, I'd buy C.J. Stroud. He's been awesome this year. I think that we're going to see this week a lot of the teams are who they thought we thought they were, and they're. We're going to see Houston come back to reality. Um, I I don't think they're a good team. I think in the first few games where they did not look great. His stats got inflated by throwing the ball 50 times. And they've played good, very good football as of late. But I still don't think the team overall is very good. And eventually, that's going to kind of work itself out. So, no, I'm not willing to go and buy C.J. Stroud. They got a and I'm not really willing to buy a lot of those Houston players. Let me ask you this. This is a good question. Would you trade C.J. Stroud for Joe Burrow right now? I would gladly take Joe Burrow in that trade for sure. Ryan. In a redraft league, I don't we're, know we're if gladly is the word I would use. Yeah, I don't know if gladly is the word I would use. I think that you can get Joe Burrow and you won't have to start him because if you have C.J. Stroud, you picked him up off the waiver wire. You can get similar production off the waiver wire. Go pick up Matt Stafford for a week or two until Joe Burrow is clicking. Like, yes, Joe yeah, I, I mean, I don't think this injury. Value, I, I, I don't think this. I don't think this injury is going to hold Joe Burrow out for the entire season. Like, do, do we think that the Bengals are going to be, you know, three and fourteen? Like, I, I don't think so. It would be interesting for sure. I'm kind of with set on this. I would be willing to trade C.J. Stroud if I could get Burrow. Like, I, I believe Stroud. If C.J. Stroud had the same performance in Week One, like similar performance that he had the last three weeks, you know, through week four, he'd be QB four right now. Yeah, but they're, like said, I said, this team, I, I do think he hasn't thrown an interception. I, I, he I didn't have that. a touchdown in the first game. He has looked awesome. It's, but it's Joey B. I, I don't think this he has looked like really dog much. Shit. This, this has really nothing much to say about CJ Stroud, the player, because I think he is really good. I agree. I just think that the team of, as a whole is not very good and Joey Burrow is a freaking stud. So and there's the only reason he's not playing great right now is because he's banged up and he can't push the ball down the field. As soon as he can get that calf right, then he's going to be fine. And they're gonna need gonna to be get fine. that calf right. Time. time off. Time off is what he needs. I agree with that. I wish they would shut him down. I wish they'd put him on the four week IR and just let him get healthy. That's they honestly what to. I wish. Like the dude can't move in the pocket. They are blitzing all over the place because they know he can't move. Like that's why the Bengals are such dog shit this year is because they can't get an offense going with a quarterback who cannot move at all in the pocket. Yeah, that's um fair enough. Let's move forward here. Uh, Brian Robinson Jr. Are you willing to buy him? Or are you willing to sell him? Sell. He's been pretty damn good. Top 10 running back right now. Actually just put up a good game against Philly, which t- running backs don't normally do. Uh, usually it's that's just shut down City. Um, but sitting pretty right now, RB7 on the year. Lots of opportunity. Eh, offense. Um, and Gibson looks like a backup. So you're selling, Ryan? I'm so, He was almost my sell pick. I can't, I I can't pick by. I literally sold him today. I mean, I, I'm not afraid to keep him though. He's not like in my opinion a must sell. Like no. if you need running back depth, he's good. He is. But like if you're sitting nice, like if you're a really good team 
and you have a solidified starting lineup, I'm willing to package him to try and make one of those upgrade moves. But with that being said, like, I'm not running to every owner to pawn this guy off. I do think he holds value for the remainder of the season. It won't be top 10 in my opinion, but I do think it's top 20. That's why I think you can sell him because running back has been such dog shit this year that any top 10 running back is going to fetch higher value than they should. Brian Robinson's I'm a big Brian Robinson guy, but if you can sell him for another like solidified, like would you rather have Brian Robinson or a Derrick Henry? Oh man. I know right now it's hard to do this week because Henry had himself a nice week for once this year, but. I'd rather have Henry, but I just worry. I worry about Henry this year. Like I really do. Here's a good yeah, one. Yeah, I think I feel like I'm on the other side of you guys. Like I, and it's for a lot of the same reasons you guys are all saying. Like I think it's mainly I'd buy him for the opportunity and for how crappy the running back position has been this year. Especially if you're, you know, a Nick Chubb owner or you know one you bet on, you know, one of the Saints that you got wrong, like a Kendra Miller or a Jamal Williams who was banged up, or you know you were betting on Jameer Gibbs being, you know, your starter week in and week out. Like I don't know. I I feel like he is going to be a starter for fantasy because of the opportunity. So until that gets taken away, I like Robinson. Would you rather have Robinson or Jameer Gibbs out of? I think Gibbs has more upside down the line, down the stretch, but I think like if I'm going like this week, yeah, I'm going to probably still go Robinson. If you don't have a floor guy, Robinson's definitely good to have, but no, if if you can bear. Yeah, Gibbs can bust out at any point, and then it's going to be to the moon. So, like, I, I'm definitely on the team Gibbs for sure. I think he's just – Robinson's kind of like – he reminds me a lot of, like, what Miles Sanders kind of was last year where, you know, he if he gets the touchdown, it's, you know, a solid 15, 16-point week. But, you know, he'll get you 8 to 12. He'll get you okay. a solid 8 to 12. And 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 that's good. You need those on your roster. So, you know, I, I don't hate that, especially if it's, you know, you don't have to pay up to get. Yeah. I like Robinson. I like 100%. I like Robinson. I'm willing to sell him if I can, if it's an upgrade for me, but I do think he's a quality piece to have on your bench or on in your as your flex or as your RB2. I think he can provide value for you. So, uh moving forward here to one of Ryan's darlings, and that's Ramondre Stevenson sitting at RB23 on the season. Not what we expected. The Patriots, they look like a dumpster fire. Snap percentage decreasing every single week. Fantasy points also decreasing every single week. Buy or sell Ramondre Stevenson? Um, I mean, he's a buy for where he's probably valued at right now. He has not been putting up the performances. Ezekiel Elliott's starting to get some looks. But Ramondre is still talented. That team is not very good overall, so I'm a little bit bummed about that. But as far as running back goes, if you can get a solid seven points a game out of somebody, it's better than somebody you can get off the waiver wire. So if you can buy him for like a back-end wide receiver three. I don't think nobody's going to do that, though. I don't think anybody would either. It, Especially with the way It really depends on his price. Like, yeah, it really depends on his price. Let me ask you this. David Montgomery or Ramondre Stevenson rest of the season? David Montgomery. Set up. And that sucks. Yeah, I'm definitely going Monty for sure. James Cook or Ramondre Stevenson rest of the season? Oh, James Cook. Yeah, James Cook. James Conner or Ramondre Stevenson rest of the season? James Conner. Ramondre. <laughs> yeah, that's – um. it might be hard to buy him. I mean, I agree. If I could buy Ramondre Stevenson with like – you know, if I could take Isaiah Pacheco, who's had a few good games, and throw in like a Tank Dell or something, I would I would swing for that upside personally. And I know Pacheco looked good. I, I, I know that. but I think I'd rather have Pacheco over Ramondre at this point. Man. I think I would flip – if I had James Conner and I was balling out with him, I would flip him for Ramondre one for one. Because I just think that they're similar, you know, value, similar, like, you know, potential upside and whatnot. But eventually that team, the Cardinals, is going to start losing and not scoring. And They do have a nice schedule, too, the Patriots, as far as running backs go. Yeah. And, and Ramondre is good. He's a good player. So I'm not saying James Conner's not, but, you know, he's older and, you know, he, he's played well. But who knows how long that can last. Yeah. Moving on to the tight ends here. Uh, we got Sam Laporta. Ryan's hit of the year, chilling in the uh, buy or sell section here. He is currently, he's the tight end one on the year. Oh my I god! Think, I mean, depending on what league you're looking at, but he's I'm uh, looking at half end. PPR. I mean, Kelsey missed it. Oh, it says two. Why does he have him at one? That's so weird. 
Uh, but yeah, so anyway, Samuel Porter has been absolutely phenomenal, especially with terms of targets for a tight end. You're looking, I mean, he's not had a single game under five targets. Uh, what are we doing? Are we, I'm willing to buy him. I know that for sure. I, I thankfully was able to just pick him up off the waiver wire in most of my leagues because I was in on him two weeks ago. But if I mean, tight end's pretty dreadful. So I, I don't know about you guys. I'd be willing to spend up and go get this young rookie stud that I think has a lot of value moving forward for the rest of the year. I, I think the problem is you're not going to be able to get this guy. Like, I, I think that that's the biggest issue. Like, in, unless someone wasted a waiver wire ad when they had Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews. Like, that's the only way you're going to be able to trade for this guy. You're probably right about that. So so I think I – and I'm not willing to sell him. Like, unless somehow I have Laporta and, you know, I hit on every other deep round pick and I trade him for Kelsey or something like that and my team's still deep. Yeah, maybe that's the only way. But even for Andrews, I don't think I would want to do it. That's the problem. Like, his price – tight end prices are weird. Like you have to give up a tight end to get it. And outside of maybe like a Mark Andrews, a George Kittle or something like that. Hawkinson too. Hawkinson too. Like those are the only tight ends. Kelsey, Andrews, Hawkinson, Kittle are probably the only tight ends. I don't even have Kittle in that list to be honest with you. You might not. And I'm not going to fault you for that. But those are the four tight ends who I would be like comfortable having over Laporta going forward this year. Laporta's been awesome, and I'm glad I made him my hit of the year because he has looked every bit of that. Yeah, well, you have Travis Kelsey on the trade block in the league. I have Sam Laporta in said league. Let's talk after the show. Uh, moving sure. forward here, I'm pretty confident. I already know um, this was actually kind of more of a troll, but we'll see how it goes. I got Cole Komet's name on this list. Currently the tight end three. And uh, balling out with a two-touchdown game. I said sell DJ more. I'm pretty sure you guys know how I feel about Cole Komet here. Uh, but you, you guys hate him, so go ahead and shit on Cole Komet. I, I, I think Cole Komet's a very good tight end, and I think you should buy him. You know, he looks very, very good this year. And? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he sucks. Uh, yeah, I mean, he had a good game. But, you know, and honestly, I think he can have a couple of those type of games. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, if you don't have like we've been highlighting you know the top five top four guys yeah i mean maybe maybe waiver wire play the matchup for him but it's it's never going to be i don't think like a good matchup for the bears and so i i don't know i i definitely sell him if you can yeah okay. sell. yeah take him and brian robinson and go buy samuel porter there so. you go yeah, uh, that might be a little bit of an overpay. A little bit, but I, but I really like the point. It is a little bit of an overpay, just because the running back depth. Maybe don't use Brian Robinson. Use a wide receiver. So, use Cortland Sutton. Use Tank Dell. That, that that could work too. I'd be fine with that. I mean, I like Tank Dell moving forward. I think he's a good player to have on your team. But I would do it for Sam Porter. So, all right, moving on. Yeah. Oh, girl! It's hits of the week, girl! All right, week five hits of the week. We're diving right in with the quarterback position, and we're going to let Seta go first today. All right, this is it. Chicago getting a dub Thursday night. Justin Fields leading him to victory. He's going to run the ball. He's going to look great like he did passing the ball, and they're going to get a dub. Mr. Fields, head of the week. Feel confident. He had a good game. Hopefully, they stick to that kind of offensive script. Let him kind of just operate in open space. And that's what we need for fantasy. So, you know, I don't care if they win or lose, to be honest. As long as he's running the ball and gets a couple tutties. All right. Ryan, what do you got? As long as he's running the ball and getting a couple tutties. I'm going with Mr. Jared Goff. Somebody's been a very solid quarterback this year. He's had a touchdown in every game. Been a little bit iffy with the interceptions the last three games, throwing one in each, but he gets a beautiful matchup at home against Carolina this week. Uh, I mean, it's Carolina. What can you say? He gets Jameson Williams back. Like nothing else needs to be said. Jared Goff's going to be solid. And I'm going C.J. Stroud. We've been talking about him a lot during this episode, and um, I think that you should have some confidence that you know he could be a good bi-week filler if you're one of the team four teams, which, by the way, uh, did forgot to mention this at the beginning of the show. Cleveland, Seattle, Chargers, Tampa Bay, all on a bye. Don't start any of the players. Uh, but, no, I like C.J. Stroud a lot going uh, into this. I mean, the one thing that does suck is they're on the road 
against Atlanta, and Atlanta does like to slow the game down. That is one thing I have a little bit of concern for, but he's been playing lights out. He's been playing efficient, so I would be confident to get him in my lineup. C.J. Stroud, start of the week. I'll keep things moving here with my running back. It's another player we've been talking about quite a bit this episode, and that is Brian Robinson Jr. playing the Chicago Bears on Thursday night football. I just like the opportunity that this player has been getting. I'm not really scared of that Bears defense. They are also at home. We're in Washington, which is always good. Um, There's a lot of room and opportunity for Brian Robinson to make an impact this week. And hopefully hopefully he gets into the end zone, gets you that six points, hits pay dirt. So that's always nice and a big plus for your lineup. I think that Brian Robinson's a good play this week. I'm in. Uh, Ryan, who's your running back? Um, My running back's going to be Mr. Brees Hall. Running back for the New York Jets has yet to be fully unleashed this year. But we saw last week, they actually competed against the Chiefs. Like, they can compete when the Jets are humming. And I think they want to kind of keep that going this week. And they get a beautiful matchup against that dog shit Denver Broncos offense or defense. Brees Hall has been crazy efficient, averaging like seven yards a carry. Just give that man the ball. That's all you need to do to win games. Yeah, who'd have thought that all it takes for Zach Wilson to actually look like an NFL quarterback is to put Donna Kelsey up in the stands? Hey, so. yo. <laughs> Seta, who's your running back? All right, I'm going to go with a guy who's a stud. I mean, I hope you guys are starting him. I just want to make sure that we're keeping this guy's name in your mind. He is safe to start week in and week out. Mr. Devon Achan for the Miami Dolphins. You picked him up off the waivers or you drafted him real late, but even as players come back healthy or, you know, guys you drafted above them are coming back and, you know, all they're projected a little bit more. It feels safe putting this guy in your lineup week in and week out. I think until we see a drastic uh, switch in the, you know, overall opportunities for him, you know, I'm going to keep him in there for sure. Um, And then going for my wide receiver hit of the week, I'm going to pick a wide receiver on the dog shit offense for the Denver Broncos. And that is Mr. Jerry Judy. Um, I think their offense has not been the problem so far this season. You know, Russell has not looked, you know, great by any means, but he hasn't looked God awful. And I think over the last few games, he has started to kind of get it going a little bit more. Um, And I think they can, you know, get a win this week in a get right game against the Jets. And we can see Judy be featured heavily, especially after uh, the, the shit talk that he was having with some of the former players on, on the old Twitter sphere. All right, fair enough. Um, Ryan, wide out time. Lovely. I'm calling my shot this week. I'm going deep, deep, deep. This is a player who's probably not owned on any of your rosters. But I'm a degenerate. I'm a gambling man. I think this man's going to have a huge week. Mr. Wandale Robinson, wide receiver for the New York football giants. Somebody who has been awesome when he's been on the field, just has not been able to be on the field. He saw his way back the last two weeks, had four, uh, five targets last week, six targets this week. He is the number one wide receiver on that team. They get a matchup against the Miami Dolphins, a team who can put up 70 points against you. This is going to be one of those shootout type of games that Daniel Jones is going to have to, you know, perform in. He's going to find his favorite target. As long as Wando Robinson is healthy, this could be a 10 target, 100 plus yard game and a touchdown for a Wando Robinson. Somebody who's super fast, can break away on defense uh, against defenses. I, I love me some Wando. Yeah. I don't hate it. Give me one second. I got to do something really quick. All right, Ryan, you should have just got a notification in one of our leagues. Uh, My wide receiver hit of the week is uh, Christian Watson going up against the Raiders. Uh, Look, he came back last week for Green Bay. Looked pretty good. Caught a touchdown. I think he's about to be fully healthy. He had a full week and a half to uh, recover from that game and kind of get acclimated back into practice and all those other things uh, with uh, returning from his injury. And I just like the player. I like the talent. I like the way this team is playing. And I think that they are going to have a big bounce back game against the Raiders. The Raiders are not a team that scares me whatsoever. So Christian Watson is in my lineup this week. And I'll close things off with my tight end. That would be Mr. Tyler Higg Beast going up against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Look, I think that uh, Philly's been weak in the secondary. They're very banged up. They don't have a lot in turn. Like, they're stout in terms of run defense against your running backs. You don't want to start running backs against Philly. But pass catchers are having quite a lot of success. So, Tyler Higby, a guy that saw 11 targets last week. We don't know if he's going to have Cooper Cup back in the offense or not. But we do know his tight end is a dreadful landscape. So, I want somebody with the potential to see a high target share. That's Tyler Higby 
And that's in my lineup. I like it. I'll keep it going with tight ends with Ryan's Rolodex of top 10 drafted tight ends who will pick as his hit of the week. I'm going Evan Ingram this week. Uh, somebody's seen a nice stream of eight targets the last three weeks in each game. He's bound to find the end zone sometime this year, right? Because he hasn't done it yet. He gets a matchup against Buffalo where they're going to have to be throwing the ball where, you know, we can kind of project a high scoring game. I think Evan Ingram's going to find himself some pay dirt. Nice. I don't hate it. Yeah, for my my tight end, it's a similar situation. I'm going with the Dallas Cowboys tight end, Mr. Jake Ferguson. Um, I think the good news is we're seeing his targets go up and up and up, you know, throughout the, uh, you know, throughout the season or, you know, his receptions are at least. And he's already the tight end eight and he has no, he only has one touchdown on the year. So I think in this dreadful market, you know, you're going to have to throw the ball a lot against San Fran to keep up with them as well. So I think this is a good play for him, especially if you don't got any of those top guys like this matchup for him this week. Yeah, I don't hate that whatsoever. And that's going to conclude our hits of the week. We got one last segment here. We're going to do our NFL pickums for the games. We are currently sitting. Um, I am in the lead with 45 games called correct. Ryan is sitting in second place with 42. Seta still hanging out in the basement at 41. All of us, though, have been pretty solid. We're all in the 60%. So, Yeah, whatever. I'm about to take the lead this week. I'm going ballsy. Forget what we do. All right. Well, with that being said. All right. So, like I said, for the Thursday night game, we got Chicago traveling to Washington. I'm going with the Bears. Give me the Commanders. Commanders. Playing good. All right. And we got another Lundy, Lundy, Lundy game. Jacksonville at Buffalo, 9.30 a.m. Buffalo, without a doubt. I'm going Buffalo. Buffalo. Yeah, consensus. All right. And now with the 1 o'clock slates, we got Houston at Atlanta. Let's go Hotlanta. I'll admit this one was tough. I went Houston. I went Houston as well. All right. Now we got Carolina traveling to the Dirty D. Let's go Dirty D staying hot. Lions on top. 100% Detroit. All right. Now we got an AFC South matchup. Tennessee traveling to Indy. I'm going to go with the Tennessee Titans uh, coming out on top on this one. I'm also going with Tennessee. I think that they're just a better put together team. And uh, yeah. I'm taking the Colts. All right. All right. We got our first of the New York team matchups. We got the New York Giants traveling down to Miami. Fins up for sure. Get right. Get back game. You know, smack this team around a little bit. Fins up, baby. Yeah, this is Miami for sure. All right. Now we got New Orleans going up to New England. I think that we're going to see a close game here, but I think New England squeaks this one out. I do too. I think coaching is just going to come into play. And uh, yeah, New New England. Nope. New Orleans for me, baby. Going New Orleans. All right, now we got an AFC North matchup. Baltimore traveling to Pittsburgh. I think Pitt, or I think uh, Baltimore gets this win this week. Easily. Can we just go to the next one? Baltimore. Ooh. <laughs> Not happy about it. All right, and uh, so we're going to move into the 4 o'clock slate. We got Philadelphia traveling to L.A. against the Rams. I'm going Philly. Until somebody beats them, it's going to be Philly every game. Philly! Then we have Cincinnati traveling to the desert, Arizona. I'm going to go Cincinnati uh, gets this win over Arizona, even though they've looked tough this year. Give me the Cardinals. Give me the Cardinals as well. Dobbs is looking good. Burrow is not. All right. We got a couple more 4 o'clock games here. Um, We have the New York Jets traveling to Mile High in Denver. Broncos country. Let's ride. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Yeah, we're Jets. Wow. I'm telling you, see, this is my week. I got to jump up. We got a lot of differences this week. Um, Let's see. I didn't miss any of the fours. Oh, yeah, we did. Kansas City at Minnesota. I'm going with the Chiefs. Team Swift. Easily Chiefs. Team Swifty. All right. Eight o'clock matchup. Finally, we got some good primetime games. What a great Sunday night game we get this week. I know, finally. We got Dallas traveling to San Fran. I think this one's going to be close. I almost thought Dallas, I wanted to pick them because eventually San Fran's going to lose. Like, I don't think they're a good enough team to go undefeated, but for this matchup this early in the season, I'm going San Fran. At home, give me the 49ers. Give me the Niners. 
All right. And the last game on the slate, it's, it sucks with all the bye weeks. It, it feels a lot shorter. Um, but we got Green Bay going to Vegas. I'm going to go with the Packers. Go, Pack, go. Go, Pack, go. That is, yeah, all in agreement there. So that is going to conclude our NFL picks for this week. And that is also going to conclude our episode. As always, you know where to find us at Hitstick Fantasy on X. I'm at Hitstick Chris. If you want to talk to me personally, where are you guys at? I'm at Ryan Long FF, and I'm on X. I'm at Michael Underforceta, and I'm on Twitter. Good night, Hit Squad. Let's get some dubs. Get at us. Fuck you, Corey Long.